Hi, I'm Matt McMurray, driver of the number 90 Spirit of Daytona Racing Catalog DPI VR in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, and you're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Let's go racing. The opinions and views expressed on Speedway Sounds are not necessarily those of KUCI, its management, UC Irvine, or the University of California Board of Regents. For more information on all of KUCI's programming, go to KUCI.org. Hello car fanatics in Irvine, Orange County, California, the United States, Daytona Beach, Florida, and around the world. It's time for the most famous words in motorsport. Drivers, start your engines! This week on Speedway Sounds, NASCAR Speed Weeks at Daytona are underway. Everyone's talking about Brad Keselowski's Clash Race win and Alex Bowman's Daytona 500 pole win this past Sunday, and the fact that it is Danica Patrick's final NASCAR race. But because so many websites and other shows have already torn these stories apart, I'm going to take a different route and tell you the more hidden stories in this new season of NASCAR racing. After that, I'm super excited and honored to welcome NASCAR Hall of Famer and 1989 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion Rusty Wallace to Speedway Sounds. We'll discuss Southern California's upcoming NASCAR race weekend, the Auto Club 400 weekend at Auto Club Speedway. All that and more this week on Speedway Sounds. Hello, good morning, happy Thursday, and welcome to the Thursday, February 15th edition of Speedway Sounds on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm your host, Noah Stein. Thanks so much for tuning in. As I said in the intro, I'll play my interview with Rusty Wallace later in the show. He was at the Auto Club 400 Media Day at the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana last week, and he was gracious enough to spend some time on the phone talking about the upcoming race with me, who couldn't be there because, well, I'm an engineering student at UC Irvine with quizzes and tests and other commitments. I wish I could have been there, but Rusty will help fill us in on what we missed. Alright, let's dive into NASCAR's brand new season. As always, at the beginning of a racing season, I like to give a bit of context for all the new listeners out there who may not know what NASCAR is. So what is NASCAR? NASCAR is the key word for almost all of stock car racing here in the United States. That's because it is the sanctioning body of multiple series, each with different styles of cars or trucks. NASCAR sanctions races mostly on oval tracks, but also on some road courses. Over the almost 70 years since NASCAR formed, celebrating its 70th anniversary on February 21st, by the way, the collective sport of stock car racing has grown from a niche sport in the South to become a national powerhouse. Its premier series, the Monster Energy Cup Series, fields 40 cars each week on one of 23 tracks around the country. Like baseball, it is a ladder system as well, with the Xfinity Series for slightly slower cars intended to train the next generation of drivers. Further, the Camping World Truck Series also races on the same tracks and is often drivers and teams' first attempts at competing on the national level, albeit with truck chassis. At the beginning of every season, NASCAR begins at its birthplace in Daytona Beach, Florida with Speed Weeks, which feature unique preliminary races and the first races for the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck seasons. The Cup race in Speed Weeks is the biggest race on the calendar, the Daytona 500. 
Last Sunday, all entrants for the Daytona 500 participated in pole qualifying to try to lock in the first two starting spots for the 500. Alex Bowman, the new driver of the famed 88 that had been driven by Dale Earnhardt Jr. until he retired, qualified the fastest. Later on Sunday, select Cup Series drivers and teams made a special appearance in the Advanced Auto Parts Clash, a 75-lap race only for money and a trophy. The Clash is one of two all-star format races every year. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were days off for the drivers, but today and tonight is when the serious racing truly begins. As we speak, the Camping World Truck Series is on track at Daytona for its first of three practice sessions. To cap off tonight's racing, the Can-Am Duels, two races, will determine the first, first the inside row and then the outside row of positions 3 through 40 for the Daytona 500. Friday features Truck Series qualifying and a 250-mile season opener, also under the lights. On Saturday, the Xfinity Series opens its season with 300 miles during the day. And finally on Sunday, Speed Weeks concludes with the Great American Race, the 60th annual Daytona 500. That brings you up to speed on the beginning of the 70th season of professional stock car racing in the United States. As promised, today I'll be covering the lesser heard stories around the NASCAR community. This is because I personally admire the effort by professional news organizations and other radio shows to cover the big stories. And so you probably have heard a ton of opinions on those topics already. I specifically will not be talking about Danica Patrick's final cup race, nor will I be covering William Byron's debut in the 24. You probably have heard a ton already about Alex Bowman's pole position and how entertaining or boring the clash was. And there will be plenty of coverage elsewhere about the new pit stop rules or the fact that the Can-Am duels are paying points again this year. Let's dive into these lesser-known stories for a few minutes before I play my interview with Rusty Wallace. The Daytona International Speedway is not the only place in Florida hosting stock car racing this week. NASCAR's ladder series, the K&N Pro Series East division, competed at the New Smyrna Speedway on Sunday. Radically different than the 2.5-mile high-bank Daytona International Speedway, this 0.48-mile short track hosted its 52nd annual World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing all this past week, and there's actually still one more night to go tonight. The highlight race for NASCAR was its regional division for stock cars, the K&N Pro Series East, on Sunday night. Though K&N is one of the lower rungs on the American stock car racing ladder, it is the first of hopefully many big breaks for so many young drivers. 29 cars took the green flag for the 175-lap race. The defending champion of the East Series, 17-year-old Harrison Burton, qualified on pole. Burton is one of several second-generation drivers aiming to ascend the ladder like their fathers before them. Harrison Burton's father is 21-time Cup Series winner Jeff Burton. While there are advantages to being a son or daughter of a driver, ultimately each young driver must prove themselves to be just as talented, if not more. So far, Harrison has shown he can win at this level. As a result, owner-driver Kyle Busch has given him the opportunity to drive for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the Truck Series part-time the past few seasons, only at the short tracks due to the age restriction. Drivers have to be 18 to compete on super speedways. Fittingly, starting alongside Burton was the two-time defending K&N Pro Series West champion Todd Gilliland. Todd is a third-generation driver and also the son of a cup driver, David Gilliland. Gilliland is very much a fierce rival for Burton in the K&N division, especially since Gilliland is also driving part-time in trucks for Kyle Busch at short tracks with the same age restriction, at least until he turns 18 in May. Starting third was Cole Rouse. He returns to Bill McAnally Racing Team, 
to compete in the West Tour full-time after winning the Cars Super Late Model Championship last year. Several drivers of note throughout the field are part of two NASCAR initiatives this year. The first is NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program, established to support the careers of standout minority and female drivers by giving them a race team at which they can strengthen their skills and be better prepared to pursue the next opportunity. Chase Cabra and Ruben Garcia Jr. returned for another season in the E-Series after finishing 6th and 5th respectively in the 2017 season point standings. Ryan Vargas is new to the program for 2018 and moves up from the NASCAR Whalen All-American Series. Garcia qualified 13th, Cabra 12th, and Vargas 11th for the new Smyrna 175. The second NASCAR supporter program is NASCAR Next. Next supports a group of nine drivers, including already mentioned Harrison Burton, Todd Gilliland, and Chase Cabra. They are the drivers industry experts believe are the best all-around rising stars both on and off the track. Temecula, California's Haley Deegan, daughter of motocross rider and global rallycross driver Brian Deegan, qualified ninth in her NASCAR k Pro Series debut. Here's how the race turned out for each driver. Haley Deegan and Ruben Garcia Jr. both did not finish due to electrical issues. Chase Cabra finished 19th two laps down, Ryan Vargas finished 12th, but up front was a quintessential short track fight for the trophy. Todd Gilliland and Harrison Burton swapped the lead throughout the race, culminating in a last lap fight. At the final restart with nine laps to go, both drivers stayed side by side, bumping each other but failing to clear each other until seven to go when Gilliland took the lead back. With five to go, Burton drove to the bottom and tried to bump Gilliland out of the way, but it didn't work. Three laps later, Burton gave him an even bigger bump, and this time it did work. Burton leaded the white flag, but it was nowhere near over, as Gilliland pulled to the inside down the back straight of New Smyrna Speedway, and both cars bumped side to side. However, the inside line was unstoppable, allowing Gilliland to regain the lead just before the flag stand. Even Cole Rouse jumped into the last section action, and managed to steal second at the line from Burton. Truly a classic finish, and I can't wait to see more. NBCSN will be showing this race via tape delay on Tuesday, February 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The next race for the k Pro Series is the West Series kickoff at Kern County Raceway in Bakersfield, California on Thursday, March 15th. The closest the series gets to Irvine is the May 19th race at the Orange Show Speedway in San Bernardino. Speaking of the races closest to Irvine, NASCAR's annual trip to Southern California takes place next month at the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. It's now time to play my interview with NASCAR Hall of Fame driver, 1989 NASCAR Cup Series champion, and Motor Racing Network commentator Rusty Wallace from the Auto Club 400 Media Day last week. Joining me on the show today is NASCAR Hall of Fame driver, 1989 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup champion, and 2001 Auto Club 400 winner Rusty Wallace. Good afternoon, Rusty, and welcome to Speedway Sounds. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on your show today. Yeah, thanks so much. Today you are in Fontana to promote the upcoming Auto Club 400 NASCAR weekend, which will take place March 16th through 18th. The event for media and hard card are renewing members included pace car rides, a Q&A with fans, and go-karting with Auto Club Speedway President Dave Allen at Cal Speed Karting. Which activity was the most fun? <laughs> I'd say, honestly, the, the go-karts are really incredible. That was a lot of fun. They're super fast. They're right off at Turn 4 right here at the California Speedway, the Auto Club Speedway. And I went out there, and we ran for about 45 minutes. And I tell you, Dave's really fast. He's really good. And so I, I got some tutoring, and we had a good time. But before that, 
like you said, we had about 175 to 200 of our season ticket holders here. And I did a lot of storytelling, talked about my win in 2001 when I won the California 500, and just talked about this track. This track has been getting so much attention because it's it's became one of the greatest races we see all year long in the NASCAR series. The cars are running two and three wide, and they're putting great racing on. And in my opinion, it's because of the track. The track is seasoned in. It's let Goodyear bring softer tires to the track, which gives gives you more grip. And it's put more side-by-side racing on. So I know when I come out here and I'm helping do the broadcast with the Motor Racing Network on radio, I'm looking down, watching the fans, and they're not sitting down. They're standing up. They're so excited. So the racing here for the last five, six years has been outstanding. It's been a great time. I can personally attest to that. I've attended the last eight straight Auto Club 400s. NASCAR fans, of course, know of your ability to wheel a stock car around tracks like Auto Club Speedway at 200 miles an hour. But what's driving a go-kart like? <laughs> driving a go-kart you know the, the big track is one thing but when you get into go-karts what i found out it's so doggone technical meaning that you got to approach every single corner with pre- precision to get the speed out of it and on a nascar car it's not like that you they got so much horsepower almost 900 horsepower you can kind of hustle them around the corner if you make a mistake you got enough horsepower to, to pull yourself out of that mistake uh but in a go-kart it's all about momentum and just hitting the corner just perfect. And, my gosh, I was sitting there watching this young kid. He must have been he was, uh, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, buddy, you look really good out there. And he said, yeah, I'm going to Europe, and I'm going to run 10 races in Europe. And and I asked his, his I thought it was his father. And he said, no, he says, I'm the driver coach. And I said, well, how good is this kid? He goes, nobody's any faster. <laughs> and he's only 14 years old, and, but he's got those corners down. He's got it figured out. And it, it was fun watching that stuff. How cool is that? Yeah, Cal Speed is a great place to train, definitely, for kart races around the world. Looking ahead to the race, Auto Club Speedway's pavement is yet another year older. The track has not been repaved since it opened in 1997. How does having one of the oldest surfaces in all of NASCAR make the racing action different than a track with newer or brand new pavement? Well, uh, when you pave a racetrack, when it's brand new, it's got real fresh, uh, compacted asphalt. It's solid black, really dark, dark black. And that asphalt withholds a lot of heat inside of it for a long, long time. And it makes it where it's really hard on tires. And so Goodyear, our tire provider, has got to bring a tire that's really super hard. And when they bring that real hard tire to withstand that new asphalt surface, it just makes it where the cars are running around the racetrack almost single file, and it's very, very hard to pass. But when that track gets older and it starts turning gray and gets a little bumpy, that means we can soften up the compounds of the tires because they're not as hard on the tires any longer, and, and the tires can w- withstand uh, that particular surface better. And every single time the track gets a little bit older, we can run those softer tires, and it just makes for a better race. We get stickier tires, the cars run side by side, they pass easier. And that's the surface that we got right here now at the Auto Club Speedway. An older surface that is still very, very smooth, but Goodyear's got one of the softest tires it can run, and the competitors just love it. And like you've seen, you say you've been here for the last eight years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These guys are putting really good racing on right now because of this older surface. Indeed, indeed. What do fans who plan to attend the Auto Club 400 weekend have to look forward to this year, both on and off the track? 
Well, I think what you're going to see this year when you get to the track, you're going to see so many new young drivers, you can't even believe it. You know, Dale Jr. is not around any longer. Tony Stewart, he retired. But we got the brand-new Chase Elliott. He was here last year, but Chase is still relatively new. we got Ryan Blaney now, a new young kid that's driving for Team Penske. we got William Byron, who's taken over for the Jeff Gordon car. It's a name that nobody's really ever heard of, that, but he's been really good behind the wheel. We've got just a lot of new drivers out there. Eric Jones, who's taken over for Matt Kenseth after Matt is done driving now. So you're going to see new faces, and many of them. I'm talking like eight brand-new young drivers that have just ascended on this racetrack and this NASCAR scene, and it seems like overnight they're, they're new, and, uh, and they're young. And it's something that uh, the, the, the sponsors want. But, boy, I never thought I'd see this many, you know, veteran guys decide to hang it up and all the new guys come on in, in this short a period of time. But they did. That's excellent. How about off the racetrack? What kind of entertainment are fans going to get? Well, you know, I've been looking at the whole track out here, and the track is in just great tra- great shape. You look out back, the drag races are going on here at the Auto Club Speedway. you got the go-kart racing going on. But during NASCAR week on, on uh, March 16th through the 18th, with the big 400 being on the 18th, there's a lot of fan uh, activities going on that the sponsors have put on. So the midway behind the racetrack, you're going to see a ton of activities, entertainment, bands out there. Just something is always going on at this racetrack. So when you arrive here in the morning on the 18th, you're just going to see a flurry of activities and every single year, Dave Allen and his team here at the Auto Club Speedway, they're listening to the fans. They're trying to make everything better. But, you know, one thing that they did do that I love so much, they moved this date about four or five years ago to March. And when they moved it to March, the temperature's cooler. It's real pleasant during the day in the 70s and low 80s. The weather's been fantastic. And, and that's what I hear a lot of people talking about, how the weather is always so great now this time of the year under this new uh, schedule that's great to hear i wanted to get your thoughts also there's the, a new car on track this year in the cup series the chevrolet camaro is replacing the chevrolet ss what do you think well i like it so far i mean the car's got a really good looking nose on it it looks real real hot rod looking real sexy looking it's just a totally different looking car it's not so boxy looking it looks like the front end is real low to the ground, and I'll tell you, that Camaro looks like it's just eating the racetrack up. So yeah, I, I think it's a great move. I know that all the drivers that I've talked to said they've seen all positive things out of the preseason testing they've had. They had a test uh, last week in Las Vegas, and, and the Camaros ran really good there. So Chevrolet's tuned up. Chevrolet's in good shape leading into the NASCAR 2018 season. And while that's been going on, Ford Motor Company's been really working hard at developing engines. And whether it's a NASCAR road race, and they've, they've had a really good start. You know, the Ganassi cars won the 24 hours of Daytona with the new Ford GT40. That was a really fast car, and they won that. And then, you know, you know the Joe Gibbs team and Martin Truex, they have not been sitting on the laurels. They've been back at TRD World Headquarters in North Carolina working on new uh, body design and new chassis work and Man, from what I hear, there's just been so much off-season work going on. But this race right here is going to be a big teller out here in California because it's an unrestricted track and it's a two-mile track. It's a really big track. So you're going to see over 210 miles per hour going into turn one. Uh, You're going to see some fast hot rods, I call it. 
Definitely. That's amazing to hear. Lastly, where can fans go to get more information about the race weekend? Yeah, just go to CaliforniaSpeedway.com and uh, get on the website right there and check everything out. It'll show you the seats available. It'll show you all the activities that are going on. So I'm sorry, go to AutoClubSpeedway.com. I said that wrong. I apologize. I keep thinking about the California Speedway from my old days. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, AutoClubSpeedway.com. Go to that website. It's going to show you everything, and uh, you'll be in good shape. Thank you, Rusty Wallace, so much for your time. It's an absolute honor to have you on my show to talk about what is personally my favorite race on the calendar. Thanks so much for being here. All right, Noah, thanks a lot. It was great being on your show, buddy. Thanks so much again to Rusty Wallace for giving us his take on the Auto Club 400 and the 2018 NASCAR season. I looked this up after the interview, and it turns out Rusty was not wrong with the URL. CaliforniaSpeedway.com still directs you to the right website. So again, you can go to either CaliforniaSpeedway.com or AutoClubSpeedway.com to find more information about the race. I look forward to giving it more coverage as the weekend approaches. You're listening to Speedway Sounds with Noah Stein on QCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of that interview, you'll be able to go back and listen again when I post it on my Facebook and Twitter, both with the handle at Speedway Sounds. With the time remaining on this week's edition of Speedway Sounds, I want to take a look at tomorrow's truck race, Saturday's Xfinity race, and next Tuesday's race in the world of simulation, all at the Daytona International Speedway. Both the Xfinity and truck races will have interesting qualifications, as there are more vehicles in town than there are spots in the races. Four trucks will go home Friday, and six Xfinity cars will as well on Saturday. There will be two rounds of qualifying, one to determine spots 13 through the end of the field, and the second in which the top 12 advance have their times wiped and go again to decide positions 1 through 12. In the truck series, several drivers have new full-time rides. Austin Wayne Self will race a Chevrolet Silverado for AM Racing, also known as Nice Motorsports, full-time. He'll take on this weekend looking to finish one spot higher than in last year's Nextera Energy Resources 250 when he finished second. Nice Motorsport will also field the number 45 for Justin Fontaine, who will make his fourth start Friday night and his first truck race at Daytona. Austin Hill will drive the 0-2 Silverado for Young's Motorsports. It'll be the first full-time season as well for him. Brett Moffitt replaces Ryan Truex in the number 16 for Hattori Racing Enterprises, and he'll compete full-time for the first time since Red Horse Racing shut down five races into the 2017 season. Dalton Sargent gets a promotion from the ARCA Racing Series, and he'll drive GMS Racing's number 25 Silverado in his first full-time season. He is also eligible to compete for Rookie of the Year. Cody Coughlin, who finished 13th in the 2017 standings, switches teams from Thor Sports' number 13 Toyota to GMS Racing's number 2 Chevrolet Silverado. Replacing Coughlin in the number 13 is former part-time Kyle Busch Motorsports driver Myatt Snyder. Snyder will attempt to better his 10th place finish from last year's Daytona 250. Further, the entire Thor Sport team switches manufacturers from Toyota to Ford for 2018. This is likely going to be Ford's big team in the truck series after Brad Keselowski Racing shut down last season. Robbie Lyons will drive for Premium Motorsports in the number 15 for his first full-time season also. For the new faces in new places in the Xfinity series, Joey Gase and his team Go Green Racing return to the series full-time. He'll drive the number 35. JP Motorsports is also another new team 
fielding Stephen Light in the number 55 and Josh Baliki in the number 45. The champion of NASCAR Pinty Series, also known as NASCAR's regional series in Canada, Alex Labe, will drive with DGM Racing in a Chevrolet Camaro as well. Higher up in the food chain, there are some big driver swaps. Tyler Reddick replaces William Byron in the number 9 JR Motorsports Camaro. Matt Tiff switches from Joe Gibbs Racing to Richard Childress Racing in the number 2. Brandon Jones replaces Tift in the number 19 Toyota. 2017 truck champion Christopher Bell will drive Joe Gibbs number 20 Toyota full-time and will go for Rookie of the Year. And of course, with his skill, probably the championship finale as well. Austin Sindrick will attempt to compete full-time for Ford in the Xfinity Series between both part-time deals at Team Penske and Roush Fenway Racing. He'll be swapping back and forth between the cars. That's a majority of the news from preseason for both the trucks and the Xfinity Series. We'll have to wait until the race weekend is underway for the Nextera Energy Resources 250 and the PowerShares QQQ300 to get an idea of who's fast. One last thing for this week's show, the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series on iRacing.com. With sim racing championships quickly gaining popularity around the world, I think it's important to recognize that NASCAR has been running a sim racing championship on iRacing since all the way back in 2010. The Daytona round for the 2018 season will take place next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and will be streamed live on iRacing Live. So that's 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. This season, teams are forming within the top ranks of online NASCAR drivers. Richmond Raceway has formed its own esports team for this year's championship, Chaos Crew iRacing Team. The team is focused on representing the state of Virginia. Its five drivers for the 2018 season are Marcus Richardson, Nick Ottinger, Jimmy Mullis, Logan Clambett, and Brian Schoenberg. They'll all be fighting for the Peak Antifreeze iRacing.com championship against defending champion Ryan Luza as well as three-time champion Ray Alfala. Whether on the track or in the world of simulation, Speed Weeks at Daytona will put on a great show for NASCAR fans everywhere. That's it for this week on Speedway Sounds. Thanks again to Rusty Wallace for calling in to talk about the Auto Club 400. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at Speedway Sounds to listen to past shows and receive updates about upcoming promotions. Always wear your seatbelt and never drive distracted or under the influence, and please always wear your seatbelt. Coming up next is Sounds of Rich Mahogany with DJ Lilsdo here on KUCI. I'm your host, Noah Stein, and thank you so much for listening to me talk about my lifelong passion this morning. You're listening to Speedway Sounds on KUCI, 88.9 FM, in Irvine. Have an awesome weekend, and let's go racing!